This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith, and we're grateful that you're tuned in with us this morning as we're shining a light on God's call, God's call to us to live not only holiness, but to live a particular vocation in our state in life. We've been speaking this morning uh, with the Director of Religious Vocations, uh, as well as speaking about sharing this joy of the life of vocations in our parish religious education program. And this morning, we're joined by Peter and Teresa Martin, um, who will be sharing with us about the joy of the vocation to marriage. Uh, Peter and Teresa, thanks for joining us on Real Presence Live. And, uh, you know, we talk about this uh, World Day Prayer of Vocations. We just celebrated it on Good Shepherd Sunday. And, of course, uh, we talk about this gift of a vocation. We prayed especially for vocations to the priesthood, uh, that they would be priests after the heart of Jesus himself, the Good Shepherd. But every priest comes from a family. You know, really the seedbed for vocations is that married vocation. And I credit my own priestly vocation to the marriage of my mother and father, who, praise the Lord, have celebrated 51 years of holy matrimony. And so I'm so grateful for their vocation to marriage, because without that vocation, uh, there's so many uh, lessons of commitment and fidelity and faithfulness and, and sacrifice that I learned by observing my parents live out their vocation. And so... Peter and Teresa, tell us about yourselves and the work that you do in living your vocation in the heart of the church. All right, I'll begin, and then I'll let Teresa follow. I, I uh, came from a similar family. My parents have also uh, given us a great vision of what it means to be selfless and, and to die to oneself. I have a brother who's a priest, uh, so obviously the fruits of their love uh, came through in two vocations, so my own. Uh, because my brother uh, looked into the priesthood, I myself followed, went into the seminary for several years um, until it became really clear that I wasn't called to the priesthood, and I would say that probably started when I met my wife, Teresa. Uh, we've been married now going on 20 years, uh, and it was a blessing for me to recognize at that time that uh, it wasn't called to the priesthood, but that the sacrament of matrimony was itself its own calling. Uh, so I'll let Teresa introduce herself. Yeah, thank you. Um, for me, I grew up in New Orleans. My, you know, Pete grew up in Wisconsin, so we come from kind of different backgrounds. My family is charismatic Catholic, and so the faith was always a part of growing up and, and what they taught us. Um, so even for myself, it was always a question of what does God want for my life? And I thought that meant also, you know, for both Peter and I, we pursued other vocations before uh, marriage. And I thought that meant for me to be a religious sister. Um, but again, there was, there was some clarity in the early years of college for me that, no, that's not where God was calling us to. Um, but still having this sense of wanting to serve the church. So even after Peter and I were engaged, we both had this um, experience of 
God calling us to serve the church in the area of marriage and family, too. So after we got married, we went back to Rome to study theology there and more understand what this means for us personally and to be able to share that with others. It's a beautiful testimony of uh, just your openness and your willingness uh, just to be uh, seek God's will in your lives, both of you in your own discernments, whether it be to priesthood or consecrated life, and then following that call uh, with the Lord's guidance and, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit uh, to strengthen you. And so was there any struggle? Uh, had you both really been convicted that you were called to marriage prior to meeting one another? Or how did that work out? You both have this vocational discernment in your back pocket before you meet one another. What's that like? Yeah, actually, so our uh, little story of how we started dating uh, was due to that. I I had already exited the seminary and knew that marriage was my vocation. And so I made it very uh, clear that I wanted to, to date for the purpose of discerning whether or not Teresa would be a good spouse, or would, whether or not she would be the one that God was calling me to marry. Uh, and so when when we started dating, I, I um, finally got the courage to ask her uh, if she would date me. And I did that purposely because, uh, as I told her at the time, I said, I don't, I don't want this to be simply something that is recreational. I don't want this to be something that's just simply fun. Uh, I want that as well, but I, I want this to, to be something of a discovery as to whether or not we are uh, right for one another and whether or not, you know, we're called to marry one another. And I said that very much uh, on the first day because I, I was tired of the idea of, well, let's just date and see what happens. Uh, no, I, I was very clear with her that I wanted to date to see that uh, we were compatible for marriage. And it was very refreshing to have something so specific and intentional, you know, uh, when he presented it, and you're not wondering where he stands or what he thinks, so that was a blessing for me. I do have to say, though, after we got married, there was a transition, you know, when you have a personal relationship with God and you go through discernment, you you, you do have this very strong um, one-on-one with Jesus, you know, <laughs> And then you're married, and what that means as far as um, growing in that marriage relationship. And I had to figure that out, and it took me a little bit, because I think, in a certain sense, I I assumed that Peter, as my husband, would would fill these needs, and, uh, and I was looking to him too much. Like, no one person can fill your every need like God can, you know? And yes. it was almost like I was transferring that relationship, and we had to learn that, and I had to learn that, to back off and to go go back, invest in that personal relationship more with God, um, even though we had, you know, flown across the globe to go study theology, still, I was still learning how to, you know, build that relationship with God while mar- while married, and, and yeah. That's a beautiful testimony, uh, both Peter and Teresa, and particularly Teresa, you sharing that uh, fact of uh, really understanding the truth of your destiny uh, to be united with God and to recognize that the fulfillment of that wouldn't originate in Peter, but it originates in God himself. Uh, It's a beautiful testimony of kind of recognizing that, uh, you know, we are created for union with God. 
and your spouse, Peter, is going to help you uh, reach that, that, that destination that we're, that we're called to. Uh, what are some of these blessings? Yeah, that's a beautiful struggle you talk about, Teresa, even in your own seeking of knowledge of God, of serving him, um, to really even understand that interior disposition, there can be a transformation. What are some of the other blessings or struggles you may have faced in living out your vocation um, in the heart of the church? I think for me, I was the youngest in my family, and so having children was a struggle because I never actually changed a diaper. I never babysat in my life. Hmm. Uh, and so just the idea of taking care of kids was difficult for me, but just that idea that I needed to set aside my life for them uh, was a, a blessing, of course, uh, and, and a, it, it helped strengthen my relationship with the Lord because it gave me that opportunity to lay down my life for my kids in a way that I was not prepared. This was my first uh, experience, of course, with with little children that need me at every moment of their life, uh, and that, that was a eye-opening experience. Yeah, it makes you very vulnerable. I mean, I was not the youngest. I had four younger brothers, so I had plenty of experience of taking care of little kids. Mm. But for me, just that you are totally responsible, and there's there's a definite letting go <laughs> and realizing that God is the one who's in charge of your kids and who's going to keep them safe and going to help you to be a good parent. And we have a few children with some rare diseases, and there's really a lot of, like, emotional struggle that you go through when you watch your child suffering. Mm. And to be able to hand that over to the Lord and to be able to allow Him to guide you and, and let go of these preconceived ideas of how many kids or what, you know, and just, just take a walk with the Lord and let Him lead you in love to whether you're open to another child yet, whether it's time where you're just overwhelmed, and that's okay, too. Like, I think each of us have our own journey in that um, giving that over and opening your family to God's love. You know, in the celebration of the sacrament of the marriage rite, uh, there is the nuptial blessing, um, which if you attend a Catholic wedding, for all our listeners, you'll know the point. It's uh, If it's a wedding ritual that is celebrated within the context of Mass. Uh, after the Our Father prayer, there's this prayer of blessing over the bride and groom, and it's, a, it's extensive. It talks about these, these attributes of married life and how God's grace will strengthen them in living the sacrament. And so we're going to take a short break here in just a little bit, uh, Peter and Teresa, but we want to really, uh, I want to hear about some of those, the grace of the sacrament. Uh, I can, in my own vocation as a priest, there are moments that I can point to even in daily life and to say that is uh, certainly me cooperating with God's grace, but I can see God's grace at work in my life. So a simple, uh, before we go to the break, do you guys have those experiences in your married vocation moments where you can look at and say, yes, that is God's grace working in our marriage? That's beautiful. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about that grace and the power of the Holy Spirit that's strengthening your marriage each and every day. We'll be back with Peter and Teresa Martin talking about the marriage vocation. Stay tuned right here on Real Presence Live. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Spring is in the air, and that means it's time for Real Presence Radio's Spring Live Drive, Awaken. Join us for this family reunion as we celebrate and raise funds to continue to broadcast Real Presence Radio in your local area. Don't miss your favorite priests, hosts, and fellow listeners as they share how RPR has impacted their lives. Spring Live Drive, Awaken, coming May 4th through the 7th. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. We're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota. And we're talking about vocations this morning. God has called us. He knows us by name. And he desires us to be with him and to live in union with his holy will. And this eve- or this morning we're talking with Peter and Teresa Martin about the married vocation, a living married life and receiving God's grace. And just before the break, uh, Peter and Teresa uh, enthusiastically gave me a great affirmative <laughs> that God's grace is at work in their marriage, that they... There are tangible moments when they can experience God's grace. And Peter, you mentioned uh, in the area of forgiveness and living this union with your spouse, with Teresa, you know, in the area of forgiveness. So say more about that, Peter. How, how does God work in that? And then we'd love to hear on your end too, Teresa, how that works for you as well. Yeah, so obviously you're not used to being in such a close union as marriage when you're a bachelor. And so... Uh, forgiveness is not something that you very often practice. I mean, you know, with friends, especially guys, it, you don't. Most guys don't care. Whatever you slough it off, you don't. You don't end up asking forgiveness very frequently. But when you're in a marriage relationship, uh, it, unless you're perfect, you're going to have 
times when you screw up. And for me, that ability to ask for forgiveness and to grant forgiveness is something that is simply a grace that comes through the sacrament of marriage because it's not something that I'm, uh, it's not a, it's not a habit in me uh, to be a, a, a very forgiving person. Uh, I grew up in a, a kind of farm family and, and we uh, basically just work and if someone hurts you, then, you know, you're, you're probably going to hold a grudge uh, uh-huh. and you're going to avoid, avoid that person. Uh, but to, to be able to, to change that hmm. way of thinking, uh, certainly for me, is, is that grace received from the sacrament of marriage. Well, I'm smiling, Peter, because I work with farm families are my uh, parishioners here, and uh, and I grew up in a rural area as well, so I know the landscape there, too, about right. going right. through a day's work and... Sometimes nothing fires a day's work as much as a good grudge burning in the background. Yeah. <laughs> there, you know, so you know what's Teresa. What's that like for you in that that experience of forgiveness and and work walking with a spouse as they're growing in that? Well, forgiveness for me, I don't know. I have a different um, personality and uh, than Peter, so it was a little bit easier for me. And I also grew up in a a family of seven kids, and so we had to learn forgiveness because we were cramped in a small house. Um, For me, though, when we talk about this relationship that we have with God, um, Peter and I were blessed to be able to come across um, these texts from John Paul II. He wrote a rule for married couples Hmm. um, when he was a cardinal, and there are a couple other texts um, that we've been able to translate. Um, we can talk more about that in a minute if you want. But um, one of the things he talks about is conjugal spirituality and how couples should build their conjugal spirituality. And he says, you know, each one of us has a personal relationship with God that we have when we're baptized and do all the sacraments. But in the sacrament of marriage, two people into what he calls this orbit of grace with God. So in our union, we have a special relationship with God, and that's a conjugal spirituality. And the more that we open to the to the grace of the sacrament of marriage, the more that God can be in there. And and he talks about infusing the everyday bits of our lives with Christ's love for His Church. So being able to be that reflection of Christ's love for His Church, even while changing diapers and cleaning up, you know, messes, folding laundry, trying to get the kids to do their homework, you know, that even in all those struggles and all those things that, you know, give you the gray hairs, that even in those moments you can find that grace and you can find that um, union. Um, but forgiveness communication is so important to bringing that out and, and, and staying united. I mean, St. John Paul II said that the grace of the sacraments could bring a couple so unified that they have one interior life together. Hmm. And really, uh, that's a great instruction from the Holy Father and a saint that can really guide us in this uh, living that, that, that grace of the sacrament. Uh, could you guys say more about this, uh, this rule of life given uh, for married couples by the Holy Father, St. John Paul II? Teresa. Oh, okay. Um, so it was discovered, um, let's back up. He wrote it right after Humanity Day was um, promulgated, um, mm-hmm. but it got lost. 
and it was rediscovered, and it was never translated into English. It was rediscovered during the cost of canonization process, and it was translated into Italian in 2009. Um, I got my hands on the Italian um, translation um, two years ago when I was working on my master's dissertation, and I translated it into English myself and um, used that for my um, master's dissertation and thesis. Um, after graduating, Peter and I really just felt called to bring this to the English-speaking world, and we've actually started the Votiva Community and Institute to live out this rule and, and build these married couple groups, which they basically called Humanity groups, because that was like the core. And how much we need that now. We need that solid truth of what um, marriage is, what Jesus Christ told us that marriage is, and explained by the Catholic Church, and to hold on to that and help each other um, live in community, and but the purpose being is building each individual married couple's conjugal spirituality, so it's getting everyone closer to that union with God that is so important to live our life with joy. That's a beautiful testimony, and also the, the community aspect is really, that is very thought-provoking and, and striking for all our listeners, because if we think about those marriages that are strengthened, uh, there are other marriages that are around them that support them and encourage them, whether it's within familial units, uh, uh, siblings, brothers and sisters, and so the married love is really celebrated, and the conjugal love and, and what all that entails um, is really celebrated in, in a family, um, and the fruit of marriage is celebrated, uh, children and, and the, the sharing of faith with them, sacraments and how that's lived, or it could be within like a movement in the church. So um, you mentioned yourself, Teresa, having a charismatic background, and so I'm, I'm confident mm -hmm. probably that was part of your community was part of your family experience, but I have other parishioners who are involved in different ecclesial movements in the church, whether it's a Emmanuel community or communion and liberation. Uh, these are opportunities where families share love together and, and they bear witness to that married love in their own vocation. Um, I think that's a beautiful ministry. Peter, how has this affected you, um, you know, living in community with other married couples who are striving to live that grace of the sacrament? Well, it's something that's absolutely needed today, and we're finding it more and more as the culture becomes more and more divided and, and more anti-Christian. JP2 wrote that when, uh, in 1968, over 50 years ago, and he said even at that time the culture had turned and had become very anti-Christian. And now look at where we are. Things are really bad, and things are only going to get worse, and it's going to be necessary for us to hold each other accountable uh, in order to, to walk uh, in the Lord. And uh, I remember Archbishop Fulton Sheen, uh, Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen, once said, you know, it's, it's only dead bodies that float downstream. If we want to be alive in Christ, we're going to need to fight the current that is our current culture. Uh, and then not only fight it, uh, but also try to change what we can. And so what, what we've learned in this community is that we have uh, been able to build each other up to the point of being witnesses of joy to other couples and to other families. And that's what that's really why JP2 wrote this, so that we could learn to live the sacrament of marriage in a way that brought joy to us and then helped change the culture around us. Because how many of us need that, right? How many of us need 
someone to, to build us up because obviously if we're if we're in imbued in in what the culture is uh, kind of spewing out, it's going to bring us down. And so that's that's what we found in our small married couples group is that we can build each other up and be that conduit of joy and bring others to Christ so that we can share God's light in the world. You know, how can some of our listeners uh, who right now they're saying, yes, this is what we have been looking for in our area or in our diocese, um, you know, what are some tangible or practical ways you can encourage them to start where they're at right now or look to people in their life that the Lord has maybe placed there to start that community? What are some ex- encouragements you can offer those listeners? So I would say the first thing we could do is point them to the website that we have created for this. It's voitiwaci.com, so W-O-J-T-Y-L-A-C-I, so Voitiwa Community and Institute is the name. Uh, they can look at that and certainly sign up for uh, more updates, but also they can start to look for couples that they can hold uh, that they can be accountable to and start to hold accountable uh, to, to walk that way of Christ. And it's, it's difficult because in our world we, we don't necessarily, especially in a rural area, Father, we don't mm-hmm. want other people to know about our lives. But mm-hmm. that's the way God created us. He created us to be in communion with others because He knew we would need each other's help. I'll let Teresa take a little more. Oh, yeah, exactly what Peter is saying. I mean, there are people in your lives, there are other couples who you know that are living the faith and that you, that you can speak the truth about marriage as being, you know, a lifelong covenant between one man and one woman and not worry about cringing about what people are going to say when you just speak those words that, you know, Christ gave us that. Those are the couples that you want in your life to help build you up and keep you strong. Because how often are we living out our faith and sometimes just by sheer force of will, right? So we're Mm -hmm. white-knuckling it. And yet when we have the support of other couples who believe the same and and hold faithfully to the Church teaching, that we can not only live it, but live it with joy. Well, that's a great testimony and a beautiful witness, uh, both Peter and Teresa, And again, we want to offer that uh, in our show notes. We'll put in here the web address and also uh, share with you for the your your marriage community. Peter, could you say one time the web address, the URL um, for our listeners if they want to learn more information to kind of get started and maybe contact you and get some encouragement? Absolutely. So it's boytiwa.ci.com. So uh, JP2 is Carol Boytiwa. That's W O J. T-Y-L-A-C-I.com. They'll find out more information there and can sign up for updates to learn more about uh, who we are. Well, that's beautiful, and uh, we're grateful for the ministry you do, uh, both uh, sharing your love, your marital love, and the grace of the sacrament with others. And also, if you need to get in contact with Peter, you can reach him. He's the Director of Life, Marriage, and Family for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And so you can visit the Diocese of Winona, Rochester website for more information. God bless you, Peter and Teresa. Thanks for being on with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Thanks, Father.
Up next, we're going to be speaking with a religious brother, Brother Michael Taff, and he'll be talking to us about a vocation to religious life. Stay tuned right here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 